2: So we got a special treat for you today on the podcast, and I had a chance to catch up with John Lynch, of course, the former Bucks and Denver Broncos safety and an all-pro nine times with those two teams. Also now the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers, and that's an important job, as you might imagine. John Lynch, part of the class of 2021 that is going to be enshrined on Sunday, Uh, That ceremony starts around 7 p.m. Big weekend in Canton, Ohio. I will be there, um, and I'll be hanging out with John on Saturday night. He has a party there, and then on Sunday I'm dropping names here.
0: I was going to say, Rick, credit to you (laughs) for just casually saying that because I would be like – I'm going to be there, everybody. It's all about sure. me. So that's really, really cool. It,
2: it's not about the Hall of Fame. It's that I'm going to be there. And I more mean, importantly, I get out of two practices during <laughs> training camp. So that is actually the biggest strategy of all. There are so um, many
0: people that I've been able to cover in my life that I'm always very so happy. Dave Anderchuk rings a bell, but uh, John well, Lynch definitely won that I'm thrilled and a little bit jealous, but that's not, that's not the point. The point is he's going to make it in, and you get to. To, to hang out with him and i guess people might be interested in hearing this conversation that's coming up it's really cool he was able to give you the time
2: yeah he and he did he gave i think it's about 20 21 minutes or so and we talked about a lot of things not just his career his job as a gm you know there's not many guys by the time you get here um, to the pro football hall of fame your career's generally over there are some broadcasters like jimmy johnson going in some others but this is an active general manager. I mean, for him to get just like time away, right, from what's a very busy job. I know Kyle Shanahan is supposed to go up there as well on Saturday, which is really a sacrifice. But Kyle said, "No, I, I definitely want to be there." John was going to wait until the weekend, and they said, "No, man, you you got to go up for the full experience." Yeah, you got to go on Thursday. This battle between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo will still be here when you get back. <laughs> so you know he. Uh, um, but you know he's he's very introspective. Uh, and he will be, I think, in his speech, which, by the way, is limited, supposedly, to just seven minutes. I want to see if they, uh, ex, ex, you know, sort of escort uh, Peyton Manning off the stage after seven minutes. John, right. the, unfortunately. The, the, they'll strike up the band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's supposed to be like an award show where the music starts playing, right? Um, but uh, John I had the, uh, uh, the bad draw, I suppose. Everybody was anxious about, you know, what was the order uh, of appearance on his night, which is Sunday night. For the class of 2021, and as it turns out, they all want to know when Peyton was going because he's <laughs> uh You know, he's obviously the headliner. Uh, Peyton is going third; he's batting third. And yes, John Lynch is hitting cleanup.
0: <laughs> oh, <right>. poor John! <laughs> he drew, hey, he I'm still here, everybody. <laughs>
2: Remember <right>. me? <laughs> That's right. Hey, is this thing on? Everybody <laughs> left. Hey, oh, there's Linda. There's my wife. There's, oh, there's there's Jake. I'd like um, to thank
0: the two people that are still here.
2: Right. Um, there'll be a, there'll be a number of people uh, waiting for the others uh, after that, but, uh, they're not, they didn't hold, they're not going to hold the audience much once Peyton is out, but, uh, John, John can handle it. And, um, you know, he, he's, his career, you know, it's really interesting because, and I I don't want to steal from the interview too much, but you just think about, you know, sort of everybody gets up there and they thank those who are part of their journey. And there's certainly a lot of people, um, that were part of John's, but, um, you know, I mean, th- this guy came from San Diego. His dad was w- was drafted by the Steelers in the 13th round in 1969, was in football, then in broadcasting in San Diego. He grew up there watching Dan Fouts and those guys, Charlie Joyner and those guys play. And he just got this fire, which is, you know, it's not like he was running from poverty. I mean, his families are very, uh, uh, you know, very well off and, and, and you know, uh, that that wasn't the case. But he just... He just picked up, you know, he sort of like wanted to be like his dad and um, love of sports, love of competition, and love team sports. That was his thing, was team sports. And so, um, you know, from there, uh, he played baseball. He, he was the first, you know, player drafted by the Florida Marlins ever as a pitcher. He could have gone that route. Bill Walsh, you know, he came to Stanford as a, as a quarterback. Bill Walsh moved him to safety. What if he doesn't do that? What if Tony Dungy doesn't show up in Tampa Bay when he did? because um, John had been here two years under Sam Weich. Um, Sam was smart enough to draft him, Warren Sabindier, and Brooks, but uh, they weren't really winning. It was kind of, you know, the team was a joke back then and the butt of a lot of jokes. And then they win a Super Bowl, and, he you know, he plays here all those years, and then they fail him on a physical. He ends up in Denver and makes four more Pro Bowls and big career in broadcasting, and then cold calls Kyle Shanahan when he gets a job in San Francisco and says, hey, if you got a general manager, what about me? And so so many things have sort of, like, you know, A little serendipitous but also um just his passion and you know as he said he must love football because he's still in it so um without further ado uh i want you guys to enjoy this hall of fame interview with hall of famer from the bucks and the denver broncos safety john lynch should be just an unbelievable weekend and i appreciate the time i know you're in the middle of training camp first of all since you're in training camp has that been a good distraction, or are you kind of ain't itching to get to camp? You know, I think it has been a
1: uh, a real distraction. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about distraction, but, like, I, I would imagine, you know, if you're going into the hall, like, life shuts down and you're focused on this, and yeah. I haven't had that opportunity, or, like anything, you know that... I know what training camp entails. I, I better be wrapped up in my preparation before that. Now, yeah. having said that, I've always been kind of a deadline guy. So, like, my speech has been written for some time, but in the in the last week, it's changed quite a bit. <laughs> you know, <like laughs> this thing about time and all that, you know, has, has you know, gotten real. And so yeah. I've had to... I haven't slept a whole lot. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I've had to work some odd hours on the hall stuff. Yeah, for sure. Linda's taken the lead on. Uh, Linda and Maggie
2: from our foundation have really done a tremendous job taking the lead on all the, you know, getting family, teammates, all that there. And, and, and so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, they, they've done an amazing job. You waited a long time, um, and we all know that, but you're part of this class. Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Drew Pearson, Calvin Johnson, Alan Fanica, Tom Flores, Bill Nunn. Um, what does it mean when you hear your name with those and others like? I mean, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Ronnie Lott. I mean, what does this yeah. mean to you, John? I mean, it's got to yeah. be got to be something, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's incredible, and, and you're right. The, the whole deal, first of all, you know, and and I think really what hit home with me, Rick, because I've been waiting for this for a while. but yeah. When somebody and the guy happens to be one of the largest humans you've ever seen, David Baker's at your door. And, and you know, he was there and I was like, wow, you know, like, because I like, like we've talked, I, I think I had managed to get myself to believe, you know what, it really doesn't matter. It'd be a nice thing, it'd be cherry on top, but it really, it's not going to change my life. And then all of a sudden, David Baker's there. And I think what it really hit me is when he said, You're number 350. And he mm. gave some crazy numbers of 29,000 have, have had the privilege of playing in the NFL, and you're one of 350 to, to be in this hall. And that it's just, wow. And then you're right about our class, too. I mean, it. I, I I guess all the classes are great because yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this class is pretty special. I played against a lot of these guys and was contemporaries. And then, yeah. you know, uh, Tom Flores, watched him for years. and Drew Pearson, the Hail Mary. And, uh, you know, Bill Nunn now doing what I do. have so much uh, appreciation for what he built there in Pittsburgh. And obviously we had that connection with Tony. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I don't necessarily know that following – following pate manning in the batting order (laughs) uh, you know it's it's the greatest of things but hey that's 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 all right
2: they knew you could handle it john i think you were specifically chosen for that
1: that's what he said i said i'm glad you have the
2: confidence (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's unbelievable and and uh i don't want to get into your speech necessarily although you're free to send it to me in advance but um i i did want to ask you um I saw in an interview and, and this is you 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 alluded to it a little bit a minute ago that you know it kind of worked out the way it was supposed to I mean there was a lot of you, you that's kind of been your career right just speak to um you know the waiting is the hardest part, but you know pandemic there was your family a lot of those things kind of kind of made it special
1: it, it really was i you know i, I think any other year it would have been been I don't know equally as special, but I mean, you know, I'm there with the person I that, is, you know, I spent with Linda who I love most and, and has always been there for me and, and all that. But I think the added bonus to be able to do it at home, completely surprised because yeah. the other times, I mean, you don't know whether you're making it or not, but you <laughs> yeah. know, the decisions come and the way they did it, it
2: was pretty, pretty skillful. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, and, and him knocking on my door and be completely floored and then looking and, and, like, every time I turned, there was another surprise because, you know, uh, uh, you know our Niners group, Jed, had brought a plane yeah, down, and, yeah. and so there was Kyle and I'm like, what are you guys doing here? It's you know, <laughs> just kept getting better. and yeah. We had a good party, and it, yeah, it did feel like, you know what? Um, I, I didn't necessarily agree with the weight, um, but right. that was out of my control, and, and uh, I do think the good Lord you know, has things happen when, exactly when they're supposed to, and I, I believe this was the
2: time. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing, right? All those guys are great that are in those rooms. You were great, um, but you can't make another tackle. This is not something you can control. You know, so it's not like my career is there, right? And that's right.
1: And so, you know, all you can do is be, you know, and it's it's the advice I've given Ronde Yeah. You know, it, it's you know, people say, well, you gotta. You got to work the room and i'm like no like i i I did my part yeah uh, that's all i can do i can't go play another game and so you you, you'd be you know extremely proud and and you know better than anyone that you gave it
2: everything you had and if it's good enough it will happen and absolutely uh, it it did finally (laughs) well it was definitely good enough and you know when you think about things happening when they're supposed to or how they are i know you got a lot of faith but how often, I mean, do you think about, you know, I'm at Stanford. If I don't switch to play safety when Bill Walsh makes the case, um, if Tony Dungy doesn't come to the Bucks, I mean, how, how grateful are you that those things transpired and you, you made the most of those opportunities? Well, you know me
1: well, Rick, because, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is, is, um, is what I'll speak about, in, you know, in a, in a large part of my speech, is the people I'm grateful for because, yeah. you know, I was taught and it was ingrained in me as a kid you know to believe in yourself always but yeah. that, that belief can get dinged you know and you need somebody else to champion you and yeah and i had people along the way who who for whatever reason you know saw something and um going way back to my parents and, and bill walsh and herm edwards and monty and and, and uh you know and tony and and you know, even Rich McKay for drafting me and Sam Weiss. You know, like it's there's a mm-hmm. lot of people along the way to my teammates, and yeah. and so I'm very, very grateful. And so I, I really feel like when I'm up there on that stage, I'm bringing a lot of people along with me, and. Uh, Because you don't get there alone. There's, there's no, no doubt about that. And so that's going to be a big focus of my speech. And then, hopefully, that. And then, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious. I love this game because I can't leave it. And uh, and, you know, hopefully, the the passion and joy that I played the game with is evident in, in in the speech as well.
2: Well, uh, it's funny because you led me right to my next question because your passion for the game has been evident not just in your career in broadcasting and now certainly as a general manager. I'm curious in your life sort of where this fire came from. In other words, there's the player, John Litch, right? Not the biggest, not the fastest guy. Absolutely sawed people in half, right? You weren't running from poverty, right? I mean, so I'm just, you know, I'm curious like, you know, how how was that lit in you sort of? Right. So I think couple things you know i think um, i think there's a part of every little boy wants to be like their dad and my dad mm. you
1: know my dad played was drafted in the 13th round in 1969 yeah. by the steelers and so there's yeah their part i just want to make my dad proud now my dad would prefer to i play baseball or <laughs> thought I was better in baseball you know yeah. so yeah. you know, he always coached me in baseball he didn't pull me away from football but i think that but i i think more than anything rick i think about it a lot you know my we had season tickets at the Chargers, but my dad was always working because he was in radio. So he'd be up in the suites and, like, he'd be working and he'd, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be entertaining clients. And so my brother, my sister and me would sit in the general admission seats and we had our tickets and we were around the same people, but early on I saw, like, there's always been something about me. I love bringing people together. I love, I love it when people come together, you know, for common, uh, for a common goal. And I would see that at football, you'd feel it. You know, the Dan Fouts to Charlie Joyner and people you don't know, you're hugging them and stuff. And then I think I got that same feeling when I played and it breaks down barriers and it brings people together. And I think that's always appealed to me. And so, and this game does a, does a great job of that in my mind. And, you know, um, it does amongst teammates, amongst, amongst uh, fans. And I think that's, that's a big part of the appeal. And then there is something about, the physicality, I mean, you know, it's, I've always enjoyed, enjoyed hitting through people, not trying to hurt people, but just Mm -hmm. doing my, doing my job to the best of my ability, and I was blessed with the skill to do it, so I think all those things, uh, just loved having something that was really tough to do, and trying to wrap my arms around about how do I get a little bit better today, and, um, you know you can do that with a bunch of people, and so you have encouragement from all over, and you have to because it's so hard. So that's that's all the appeal of, of
2: football to me. Well, you didn't do it initially with uh, with a, a franchise like the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the San Francisco Forty ers You did it in Tampa, and you knew yeah. what that was about because you were here for a couple of those, I don't know, twelve or eighteen years or so when they didn't get in the playoffs, um, and. You know, I'm just curious, like, what that means to you because I don't know that there's a, a Warren Sapp or a Derrick Brooks without John Lynch. I don't know if there's John Lynch without Derrick. You talk about the, the guys, you know, the team and all that. But the three of you, you're now the third Hall of Fame player from that defense. And, you know, winning it here, I mean, what what did that – that that's a special thing, right?
1: Yeah, I it's a matter of pride because – shoot, we not had to get there. We had to get rid of all of this baggage that yeah. comes with being a, 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 a team that is known for its ineptitude, you know? you're yeah. Like, people joke, like, it's a tagline to a speech, but in 1993, and this dates me, it was like Carson at the time, but, like, yeah. every, once a year, we'd be on his... Uh, on his you know, monologue in you know, yeah. the opener about yeah. like so. you know, they're so bad, they're they're worse than the Buccaneers, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we were the butt of people's jokes and mm-hmm. so it takes a lot to to turn that around in it. And so, you know, I, I credit, you know, that there's the Hall of Famers, but then there's the Paul Grubers who never lost faith and just yeah. kept going to work and there's the Hardy Nickersons who came in and kind of said, you know what, we're tired of losing. And he brought a winning attitude from Pittsburgh and a toughness about how you practice. And, um, you know, there's there's McKays who started drafting really good players. And then there's guys who just would not be denied. And, and it took young guys. It's hard because the old guys kind of get used to, hey, slow down. That's not how we do things. And you got to say, no, no, not anymore. We're, we're, we're doing it a new way. So, yeah, there's an immense
2: amount of pride in being part of that group that turned the place around. It's a it's a time of reflection obviously and you're going to be a lot around a lot of the your contemporaries guys that are in the Hall of Fame that you played against and with. Um I'm curious who who do, who was the best player you played against do you think? Or I I'm guessing played,
1: played against
2: Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. the hardest toughest one to tackle might have been Barry Sanders but then I saw yeah. you I saw you yeah. get a clean hit on him that no one else ever got. So
1: Yeah, I mean man there's uh I would say the toughest for me was Barry, just because he was just a man amongst boys in terms of his athleticism. Yeah. You know, your game plan was focused to stop him, and he still made it damn near impossible. Yeah. Uh, you know, having said that, I opened my career in 1993 against Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yeah. And,
0: and watched his brilliance.
1: I played against John Elway. Um, yeah. played against Brady and Manning. And so...
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've just been blessed to play against. We used to scrimmage against Marino all the time, and, mm-hmm. and, and he he could do things. You know, people talk about Mahomes now. That was Marino then. What, what he could do. So I've I've been blessed to uh, Randy Moss. I, I would say, you know, I I honestly I had something man because I was guys like you ever scared out there you know yeah i I really never was
1: scared i was scared with two players barry sanders when (laughs) when he would scan the field and inevitably he'd lock eyes on me because he knew i was the un the uh, unblocked defender and that man oh shoot here he comes he sees me and then And then Randy Moss, because Randy, like, you know, I'd play my typical alignment and cover two on on base personnel at 2 and 12, two yards outside the tight end, 12 yards deep. With Randy, I was like 2 and 20. (laughs) I think back sometimes, like, one player made me change by eight yards, and you know how valuable a yard is. Oh, yeah. And, And so Randy was a game changer.
2: That's great. I'm guessing you had a lot of big moments in your career. Is there a favorite game? I know we've talked about the last one you played with the Patriots, but um, yeah. certainly winning the Super Bowl. But like, what, what, what do you remember? Are there moments in your career that stand out more than others? Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's, it's. You know, sometimes it's even a loss.
1: Like, for whatever reason, I always resonate that, they, or it comes back to me, that 99 championship yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and just what a, what great
2: football that was. Here, yeah. It was
1: supposed to be this high-flying offense against this great defense, and we're in this uh, you know, what was it? Uh, forever, it was 7-5 or whatever, whatever the heck Six it was. 6-5, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, you know, I, I remember games like that. I, uh, you know, the divisional game at home against the redskins
2: yeah where where
1: i got a pick on the sidelines you
2: spiked the ball i remember spiked the ball Mm -hmm. and you know people took that that i was upset with
1: our offense i wasn't upset i was just trying to inspire our team (laughs) it came off like that but uh you know those games and then obviously watching you know i have this you know Indelible memory of Rondé, you know, galloping down the field, wow. picking the ball off McNabb that sent us to the Super Bowl, and then the Super Bowl itself. That was it was unbelievable because I'm in my hometown. All the things we talked about about changing the fortunes of a franchise, we're playing the Raiders. Came, yeah. Used to watch games there as a kid, and yeah. that that was probably the uh, the highlight of of my career.
2: Yeah, it was really serendipitous that uh, that you ended up there. John, it didn't end the way here. You probably would have scripted it. I mean, you fail, they fail you in a physical, but that brought another another opportunity and a challenge that maybe some people didn't think you could do, and you went out to Denver and, and made four Pro Bowls and went to AFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't change it. I mean, I really wouldn't. I was an idealist. I, you know, I, I wanted to play my career in one spot. I struggled. Uh, that a new regime would come in and uh, be the ones to tell me, you know what? You, you know, we not, we don't want you here, you know. Right. Um, and and now doing this job, I mean, I, 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 and I think time. I mean, shoot, I, I. I had gone through, you know, two years that were brutal with the stingers and all that. Man, so they were watching me do that, and it's probably yeah. easier for someone else to envision. As for these guys, they're going, "Oh man, this thing's been going on for a while. He might be done," you know. So, um, what happened happened. Uh, I can tell you, the Glazers have t- treated me incredibly uh, since, and even coming right down to this Hall of Fame, they've yeah. been first class and saying we want you to have the greatest party ever probably helps getting them off a of Super Bowl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. They've been in a good mood, but, they are. Uh, yeah. but uh, I tell you, they've been tremendous. So I've got nothing but good memories from uh, from Tampa. Yeah, there were some hurt feelings in there, but time heals those things and mm-hmm. nothing but positivity. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, we got to go out and meet a whole new set of friends and people and do great things with our charity and, and in Denver, which which became our home for over 10 years. So um, I think, again, things happen
2: for a reason. And now you're part of another great organization as the general manager of the 49ers. Wow. And you've been to a Super Bowl. Um, what, what's what been more rewarding? I mean, you've only done the GM job for what is a relative short time to your career. But are they the same? Or are they, are, are they drastically? De- I mean, I know you don't have control. We've talked about that. That's a little different, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: They're different. I mean, uh, I think this is a little more. It feels like a little more like uh, I don't know if monumental's the right. It's just it. This the this job is vast. It never stops. Yeah, I think yeah. From one issue to the other. I know. And what you realize as a player, it, yeah, is it hard? Absolutely. You're playing against the guys I mentioned before. You better be on your game. Yeah. But but you really focus on your role. you
2: and and everybody around in that organization does. And I don't think I had a great perspective for that. How many people work, yeah, so that so that you can be at your best each day. Yeah, and and, and uh, people drill down all the minutia so to get it to the brass tacks so that you can
1: really be at your best and. You know, I think about when I was playing, now these companies have grown. I mean, these are big organizations with yeah. a lot of layers. And yeah. and so, but I've always liked the challenge, and I think that's what it is. And I, I like working with people, and we have great people here, and mm-hmm. there's a great tradition. And uh, the standard here is, and the expectations here, more than any place I've ever been, is championships. Now, it's been a long time, but that's what the, mm-hmm. because because of the Montanas, the Ronnie Lots, and. And, and that's what I'm working my tail off to try to do. And I'd like like to like to win one or two, and then say,
2: see ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't stop at two because when you get two, you'll want three. So that's how that goes. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, you're, you've done a great job there. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with this, and I appreciate all the time uh, Corey and John for the, for you uh, for this. Listen, uh, none of us do this alone. I think you've made it clear that that's the case um we've known linda she's been by your side uh you must have had a lot of conversations tough ones and a lot of bruises just you know put in perspective what that nfl hall of fame wife of yours has had had to do and and what she's meant to you
1: everything you know it really is i'm not going to do too good a job if i can't get it through a phone
2: call Ha! Well, see this is good this is good practice
1: (laughs) yeah exactly but i mean she's been there from the start and she she never stopped believing in me i think the fact that she was you know a a professional athlete when we first she understands the rigor she understands the mindset you have to have yeah she had four brothers you know she comes from a great family where you know, her dad was a udt like the predecessor to navy seals great family and mm. but they they worked hard and they um you know and so she she just gets it she always has she's, yeah. she's one of the she's uh you know one of the most selfless people that i've ever met and uh you know like you know i think when when things you know went awry in tampa and i'll never forget being a free agent and, and wanting to find the per- perfect place for my family and for Linda, you know, her just, she always freed me. She said, look, you go find the best football situation. We're good. We'll make it work. As long as we're together, we'll, yeah. we'll go anywhere, you know, yeah. save say the team. Because mm-hmm. one of the teams, I was like, I can't take my family there. <laughs> and she's like, we'll go anywhere as long as we're together. And that's how she's always been, right down to the end. I mean, she's done this whole thing. and yeah. uh, But I, I, don't, I don't hesitate, you know, for one second. You know, to, to be able to focus on this job, because I know everything she does, she works her tail off. She's brilliant. I mean, she's just, she's, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have taken this this journey with her. And, and uh, you know, I really feel like we're going in this thing together, I'm not, you know, along with a lot of people, but her more than any
2: interesting there i don't think you can you can tell by when he started talking about his wife linda i don't think he's going to get this through this speech without crying i think the tears oh, he's going to get a little choked up especially when he talks about his wife and kids and uh, and why not he should because she's been by his side and just a rock for everything that he's done so uh, uh love talking to him my thanks to john lynch for that
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place
2: We've got some mailbag questions for you. We're not going to get to all of the ones that you submitted today, but that's the good news is, is that we got lots of days ahead of us. Yeah. And so uh, we will answer them as uh, as soon as we can uh,
0: early next week. That's right. Uh, let's see. Ones that will be most timely then. Uh, we can hold off on the Jameis Winston win total for next year. Um, this is interesting. We, we mentioned Tyler Glass now on yesterday's program and People are actually just curious. Uh, I see uh, Brantley R. J. H. C. wants to know: Is is he just going to end up getting traded before he pitches for the Rays again?
2: It's a great question. Um, there was a, a report, I guess, uh, by one of those baseball, national baseball writers, that um, there was discussion um, with the Chicago Cubs, I believe, for uh, for Bryant um, and then one of the relievers. And one of the one of the uh, possibilities was just that trading um, Tyler Glass. Now he's going to miss all of next season which is a damn shame but you know that's why they waited because they thought you know um if he couldn't come back he'd miss it anyway so it w- was worth waiting a couple months um or weeks but uh i my guess is i don't know what his arbitration situation is i don't i don't know from a salary standpoint like how close he is to uh, a bigger payday um those are all things that would have to be discussed but uh, my impression is at this point that um, they're, they're probably going to want to get uh, glass now back. Unfortunately, these kinds of surgeries are all too common um, nowadays, but they're also, uh, is extremely effective. And, um, you know, you talk about a guy that was throwing over hundred miles an hour. Uh, you know, I've been amazed at, at how little velocity some of these guys lose when they recover from Tommy John and, uh, they may not be all the way back, but they're, you know, they're still throwing up in 90s. So, I don't know. He he's just so talented that I think you know you'd have to get back something pretty impressive to to deal you know to part with his future. You still have guys like Brent Honeywell, who's you know has come off Tommy John surgery. He's had a couple appearances in the majors this year. They're sticking with him. Uh, another guy that's very talented, Glassnow has done even more. So my guess is it would it would take uh, quite an offer maybe to part with him and and, and also. You know, how many organizations truly uh, want to deal for a guy who's coming off Tommy John? There is the unknown. Um, so on the other side of that of that equation, um, how much do you give up for somebody's future that's a little little unknown coming off surgery? So I, I would guess that they will work it out and he will stay here, but it's, it's, we won't see him uh, for at least uh, another year. And, and that's, that's, that's unfortunate. But, again, um, he'll attack this and – You know, he's got the right attitude, and, and, you know, I think this is something that's been lingering in his arm for a while. Um, Now it'll be behind him, and so hopefully he comes back better than he was, which is hard to imagine because he's a great pitcher.
0: And then I love this one. Uh, Let's see. The ghost of Ellis mentioned Antonio Brown. You gave him a lot of hype the other day, but sort of toggling off that, uh, Stumbling the Sidelines, which is a great Twitter handle, wanted to know Do you think the Bucs will become the sixth team? In NFL history, to have three 1,000 yard receivers in a season. I mean, they've got the candidates, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, I suppose it's possible, you know, and I do believe that Brown is, uh, if he played 17, remember now there's 17 games, so that mm-hmm. helps towards the total, right? I mean, last year during the regular season, I think Brady threw for about 4,600 and some odd yards. Um, with one more game, he'll, he'll probably eclipse 500 easily, and considering how much better their football team is. Um, this year than last and the familiarity with the offense and all of that Um, I see him going over 5,000 yards now do you divide that you know 3,000 of those just among three players it's possible Um, you know I think had Chris Godwin stayed healthy he could have been over a thousand we know that um, it's been seven straight years that you know Mike Evans has gone under over a thousand Brown would be that other guy, but there's a lot of, you know, it, it just isn't limited the passing game to the receivers. So True. for that reason, I think it's going to be very hard because, you know, what about Gronk? If OJ Howard is healthy, uh, you have a running back that's absolutely going to, I was going to say Bernard is going to
0: Bernard is going to ruin
2: that plan. It sounds like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think he'll take away probably seven, 800 yards away from him. So I, I think it's unlikely just because Tom Brady will absolutely spread the ball around and, um,
0: You know, uh, I would think two of those guys, but not three. Which, you know, is not a bad situation. Not bad. (laughs) Still setting it all up. Okay, so not quite Mount Rushmore, but I thought this was pretty interesting from uh, the Twitter handle, The Ties That Bind. What would it take for Tom Brady to make it into the Bucks ring of honor? (laughs) I mean, that's interesting. Is he not in there yet? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty pretty sure I saw
2: I'm pretty sure I saw him working on it, uh, you know. What would it take? A chisel. Puzzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just needs the chisel. I don't know about the Ring of Honor, but a statue is not out of the question. Um, listen, he makes one more Super Bowl or takes them deep a couple more years if he plays two more seasons. I remember, you know, Peyton Manning, what he play? All of like four or five years in Denver and uh, went to two Super Bowls, and he is in their Ring of Honor. So. Yeah. You know, you win a Super Bowl, you have some, some fond, uh, feelings about him. And because of his stature in the league, I absolutely think Tom Brady is going to end up in the Ring of Honor with the Bucks, especially if he, if he either goes to another Super Bowl, wins it, certainly, uh, or plays two more years and, and, and has success, um, you know, getting him deep into the playoffs and maybe to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, the impact of the organization, you know, what not just putting the hardware, which is what it's all about in the trophy case, but also, um, just making this franchise relevant you know there, there's so so many players now that that will look at this with Brady here especially as a destination and maybe beyond this maybe beyond Brady's uh, tenure um you know and and there's a lot of good football players that are still a good young core that's on this team that will you know last beyond Brady's next one or two years so you know for all those reasons and 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 you know that was the intent that when they got him he would have a lasting mark on the organization, much like Manning did. I mean, I think, unfortunately for John Elway and those guys out in Denver, they just never found another quarterback, and that could that could actually be the problem. But after Manning left, uh, the standard had been raised um, from what it was. That defense was terrific. Um, you know, they, they had a good year even after he left, but they haven't gotten back, obviously, to the playoffs, and now they're trying to figure out who their quarterback is, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, and I would say neither. Um, so – all of that factors into it, but um, absolutely, I think I think Tom Brady is, <laughs> uh, if he does what he's expected to do, and of course this can change, you know, with one tackle, uh, he will put himself in position to be in two Rings of Honor because we know he's going to go in Gillette Stadium.
0: And then last, this is something that I I would wait since it's my last show before Steve returns and let you guys tackle, but I think it's very important that I get in on this. Um, Lee Jones asks do we think that Wright's Deli is the best sandwich shop in Tampa? And that is a very broad question. It's not sports at all, but it makes me want to think about what's the best sandwich in Tampa that you can get. It's a tough question.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, Partial to Wright's Deli. I mean, I go there uh, more often than I probably should because <laughs> it's a good ways, but I, I actually uh, get my haircut across the street. So at least a couple times a month, I'm down that way. And when I when I worked at DAU and, and traveled uh, the great, uh, you know, Dale Mabry, South Dale Mabry, I was by it all the time. So uh, It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat, and 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 I don't care what what you're getting either. Like you know anything, uh, from a club to ham and cheese to tuna to what, whatever you're Monte Cristo, I don't care what oh, you like. Monte Cristo, it's all phenomenal. And yeah. so yeah, from that standpoint. I don't know. The best
0: sandwich. Mm. There's a place that... You got that, some nominees here? Yeah, when I go to get my car done at Tampa Honda, my buddy Ray Maxwell is a big sports fan, Lightning season ticket holder, and he loves you, and he's a great guy. So he just knows I'm dropping the car off, and I'm walking to a place simply called the Cuban Sandwich Shop, and it's right there mm. on Florida Avenue. And I get the Medianoche, which is just... It's kind of a a sweeter version of a Cuban. And it's, yeah. and it's phenomenal, and that's my thing. The Medianoche at the Cuban Sandwich Shop in Florida I have. So I'll go ahead and there's put a, that. It, it's got competition, but that's like the one that comes to mind. There's a lot of great Cuban – the La Terracita, I think, is that what it was La Terracia, called? La Terracita, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can't that, beat – you cannot beat the prices there. My God. <laughs> no. I went in there one time, I,
2: a couple times, when Eduardo Encino uh, introduced me to it, and I said – Are you kidding? Wait a minute. What? Eddie, all this food, we're only going to pay this much money? Like, there's there's something wrong here. First of all, I can't eat it all. Let's start there. And secondly, my gosh, is this a a great bargain for all they give you. My Lord, it was unbelievable.
0: That's not a bad deal. So, yeah, and generally speaking – like, I like a ch- chicken cordon bleu, but specifically the media noche at the Cuban sandwich shop. But, yeah, you can't go wrong with – there's so mm. many good places. I hate to leave anyone out. I mean, I'll, I'll go to Wawa and get whatever they've got going on. It's usually oh, absolutely. pretty darn good. They I can manufacture, like, a sandwich. It, it says Cuban on the menu, but you, you can mix it up and make it your own kind of thing. And uh, I'll throw in some honey mustard instead of the traditional. So, yeah. That's kind of my thing. I, I, I'm i proud to say that I'm a big fan of Cuban sandwiches in general because that's a, a Tampa thing, obviously. These
2: are not paid endorsements, but nope. for those folks at Wright's or any of these restaurants we're mentioning, we're welcome. We're available. We're uh, willing, willing to give you some run here on Sports Day Tampa Bay as one of our sponsors. So. Just hit me up on Twitter at NFL Stroud. We'll get
0: that done for you. I promise. <laughs> sure. Hey, this was fun. I just kind of alluded to it. Uh, if Steve Versnick ever needs me to help you guys out <laughs> down the road, now well, that I've got kind of got the ritual and kind of got the routine and know uh, semi know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to come back.
2: It's been fantastic being back with you. And, and uh, of course, Tom and I loved it. And uh, you just been so easy to work with. I, I hate to say it, Steve can take as many vacations. I, I was a little panicky because I was like, "We did a thousand shows or nine hundred ninety-eight with with him," and then and then he decided to to leave for a couple of weeks and didn't want to celebrate the anniversary. I suppose I've had that happen to me before, by the oh, way. Oh no! Um, but uh, but yeah, I I uh, I just love love uh, being with you again, and uh, certainly any time you're welcome as a guest too. And now listen, USF is cranking it up. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of news uh, coming down the pike with college football, basketball, all of that. Great programs over there at USF. Derek, where can they hear you?
0: Because um, you, you're the you're the voice of the USF uh, sports for so yeah, many of them. I appreciate that. Uh, the uh, there's still a, ways to hear the football games on the old AM dial, but if you want to hear everything else, non football, every other sport, including football, obviously, but also daily stuff when it comes to USF just iHeartRadio. Go to USF, type USF on iHeartRadio. You'll see USF Bulls Unlimited. You'll even see a second channel, Bulls Unlimited too. I do a daily show there. We do all the play-by-play. This Saturday, we've got women's soccer, an exhibition game. I think we're going to have two dozen soccer games this year. We're going to have about wow. a dozen or so volleyball matches, uh, all the football, obviously. Then it turns into basketball, then it becomes baseball and softball. So we love doing it all. And, uh, keeps me busy and I'm looking forward to what looks like a regular calendar and a very, like I say, busy one. So thanks for that. Wouldn't that that be nice? Yeah. Yeah. With fans, I hope. And um, so check that out. And let me just tell you, I mentioned the daily show. I can just like slot you in on this, this Saturday, they're doing their photo shoot, right? Uh, For football. And photo shoots are a busy day well they've orchestrated it for me to basically grab guys after their photo shoots and i was told today hey you requested a dozen we can get you two dozen so i'm going to be able to talk to whoever i want essentially and then soccer and volleyball next week so i'm going to have Pretty much everybody that's on any team that's playing right now on my ch- on my show that's on every day on USF Bulls. <laughs> you Unlimited. better get
2: doing some research. I know you know these athletes, but uh, th- <laughs> that's a lot of work. To, I trust me. To
0: be able to have that many interviews. I'll be up early Saturday morning, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth the effort because I'm going to get talk to a lot of the guys. Basically, everybody on the team. So that that's coming up on uh, iHeartRadio USF Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Unlimited, check it out. He's Derek Sharp,
2: one of the best in the business, and I'm glad he's still around. Appreciate. All your work and all your help, Derek. uh, So Steve Burstnick will hopefully be back on Sunday. We'll see. Um, Hope he had a great vacation. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and the interview with John Lynch. For Derek Sharp, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.